Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about a pink-haired creature that's so metal? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to a Yum Chop Interlude. Why, hello, Kelsey. Hello, Robert. How are you? I'm happy. You're happy. I'm oh, happy. I'm so happy. It's Christmas morning. Man, it's so cold. Brr, chilly. It's been snowing for years. I know. Uh, man, did we did we plan a good one for you guys for Christmas? Yes. I mean, you know, you already know what it is. It's in the name of the freaking show, probably. It. There it is. But uh, this is a movie that I've been wanting to watch for quite a while. Yeah. Knowing literally nothing about it. Okay, yeah. I knew nothing about okay. this one. I saw the animation. Yes. And that was it. And I was like, oh, that's, yeah, I want that big time. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about how cool the animation is, but that's really the only yes. thing I knew about it, too. I was like, that looks fun. And I've only ever seen like little gifts of it or something. I never knew what it was. Yeah. So the entire story to me was a complete surprise. I was like, on oh, the yes. Yeah. On the ride. Like, okay. So I've been wanting to watch it and I kept bringing it up to Taylor and before i got rid of netflix right uh-huh i was like let's watch the trailer because you know like you have like you hover on it and it plays the trailer so i was like oh no it's already yeah. playing something let's see what it's about <laughs> and it was basically like the whole scene where she like introduces herself to the main guy mm-hmm. and i was like oh that sounds like kind of a fun plot it's like a wacky sidekick like a buddy comedy i'm <laughs> trying to be the villain but you're actually a good guy oh now it's like opposites attract kind of shit <laughs> okay yeah then we've watched it and it's not even that Mm -hmm. like it's so many things it is so much (laughs) it is so much i i loved it i'm gonna just yeah come out first i loved it i thought this is a perfect movie yeah i i was when when were you in it though i was in it the moment she turned into a rhinoceros (laughs) okay i was in it at the the first fucking twist, when the when uh, the queen got killed. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I literally was like, "I'm on board because yeah. what the fuck is happening?" Right, like I was sitting down in bed, you know, like getting my my comforter all settled around me, puffing up my pillows while I had this thing on. Yeah. And then that moment happened. And I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta settle in right now." <laughs> yeah, this movie. I don't even think it was that long. It's, no, yeah. it's like. An hour, hour and a half. An hour and a half. It's just a cool hour and a half. Gets in, gets out. And it fucking just does it. It yeah. does the stuff. Okay. So before we get more into it, I want to talk about the people in it. Yes. So Riz Ahmed is in it. Uh-huh. And I was like, why do I know that? Like, who <laughs> is that? It, and it's the he Sound of Metal dude. Everything. Yeah. I love, I love Riz Ahmed. Well, that's all he is to me. Like, when I looked oh. him up, I was like, oh, that's... 
Okay, so you're that guy, but that's it. He's for me. uh he's the pilot in Rogue One, Bodhi. I mean, sure. I've <laughs> okay. I've seen that movie like the one time. Uh, maybe maybe twice. Uh he's also I mean he he's been in a bunch of things. I I love him. I've been following yeah. his career for a while now. Okay. Yeah, cuz see I've never seen Nightcrawler. I love Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, he's in Venom, but I hate that movie and I hated that character. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know anything else but then he was in a lot well he's not even in a lot of tv he does some he was TV. in um there was one tv series he did i think it was for hbo where he was like a a guy that was wrongfully accused of a crime and he goes to rikers and he's only like 17 it was it was really good you know what is funny though hmm. remember that show that i was told to get for you guys dead set yeah he's in that what <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay it says he's in that so I don't, I'm not very familiar with him, hmm. but all I'm going to say is this dude's dope. Yeah. He crushed this movie. I thought he, he was great did. in it, man. Yeah. Every one of the voices was just like, I was bought in, you know? Yeah. And then of course you got Chloe Grace Moretz, which is, I mean, she's just awesome. Love yes. Her. She is kick-ass. Can we get into some other voices though? Yes. Because I mean, quick spoiler which i didn't piece this together till pretty close to the end of the movie i was like oh this movie's a gay thing <laughs> okay like like it took me a while to get there okay but when i did i was like how is that not absolutely what you're taking away from this movie yeah if you watch this movie and drew no correlation to like the queer experience yeah in all forms, transgender, everything. Yeah. We're touching it, man. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what this movie is. This movie is just a, a bacon-wrapped jalapeno of queerness. Because I was like, man, why do they keep saying RuPaul is in it? Because I never heard yeah. him. <laughs> I don't even know which character he was, but I saw... Okay. Uh, we rewound it right after. He's he's the first voice you hear in the movie. Oh, really? He's one of the... Uh, like news hosts it's like okay and then tonight we're gonna crown new knights and are they going to accept the new guy and then like goes into the whole backstory of of riz you know okay yeah and i was like because like we rewound it we watched that part me and taylor looked at each other like how did we miss that that was it's (laughs) it's so it's so rupaul all right how did we not notice but i guess i thought he would be a bigger part you know and then come on you got these names. You got <laughs> Ballister Boldheart. Uh-huh. Got balls. You've got Ambrosius Goldenloin. Uh huh. <laughs> Sir Thaddeus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, this dude is Sir Thaddeus <laughs> Sherblade. I mean, these are. And then Coriander Caver- Caverish. Yeah. I mean. Great names. Phenomenal names. names. Which, so then I was like, well, I I know that this was based off of like a graphic novel or something, right? Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to bring you. I look up this graphic novel and immediately from the cover, I'm like, oh, dude, I know that art style. Oh, really? That's the Lumberjanes person. Yes. I looked up this person afterward because I was like, I, I want to know more about this art style. Yeah. And the, the book actually looks nothing nothing like, like this yeah so i was i mean it still looks great but oh yeah i, I was expecting it looked to look at least a little similar 
No, yeah. Like, Lumberjanes, when I first was getting into comics and, like, buying stuff, I kept trying to tell Taylor, like, maybe you should read Lumberjanes. This looks like the kind of thing you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like, cool. And that's that's the whole point of this author. Like, that's what he does. He does the queer experience, but in comics. Yeah, which is amazing. So, I guess this is your warning now, which I'm pretty sure if you're listening to Yimtope, you're, you're cool probably with. gay. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you're probably cool with this, but if uh, you're not, well, there's your warning now. We're talking about a gay movie, so get yeah. over it. It's a phenomenal yeah. movie. Stick around, learn something about yourself. Where you want to go? I just wanted to tell you about the whole, like, the guy, because I, I was like, that's the Lumberjanes, and Lumberjanes is, like, a big comic. Like, it's, I think it's still happening. I just, like, remember, I've always looked at that one and been like, I should read that one. <laughs> it does seem like it'd be up your alley. And then check this out. His comics have been compared to The Legend of Korra and Steven Universe. Okay, yeah. So. I can see yeah, it. Yeah, man. I'm into so, it. Yeah, so after watching this, I, I did want to go look up the artist and stuff because I was like, who is this person? So N.D. Okay. Stevenson um, is just a really interesting individual. So he is transmasculine and also by gender. So that'll come okay. up later on, too, when we're talking about the story. But yeah, so some of the, the references on his art style, Pooh's Grand Adventure, which is fantastic. Okay. Uh, S- Star Wars Attack of the Clones, which I'm like, hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> loves Lord of the Rings, loves Project Runway. The Prince of Egypt. Solid so, guy. Yeah, this guy Very knows good. what's up. Okay. Yeah, I guess let's just get into uh, Nimona. So, yeah, like where do you want to start with this fucking good movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start with it. So the, um, the plot... I kind of, like you said, I didn't know what to expect from it. So when we started, I was like, oh, fun. It's going to be like a little like buddy comedy with this young girl. Like, yeah. And okay. you know how oftentimes we see and like you and I both love this trope of like an old man teaches a young girl to kill, to like fend yeah. for herself and survive. <laughs> like we love that shit. This yeah. is the opposite of that trope. <laughs> Completely oh, yeah. the opposite. Because this guy is just like an innocent dude is being accused of murder. And this girl is like. I'm going to be your murder buddy and we're going to go on murder rampages together. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. I know. He's like, I'm the good guy. Cool. I love the way that her character is treated artistically. Yeah. It is a fascinating look at like whenever you're um, seeing her, like the, the way they play with light in this is really cool because there's so many times where light will be shining across a room and it'll reflect across, you know, everything pretty normally. And then it gets to her and like reflects off of her eyes, like an animal in the dark. So fucking cool. And there's always like fire reflected in her eyes or like a lot of stuff happening in her eyes always. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Um, I just, I just like Nimona, the mystery of her. And when everyone is like, what are you? Who are you? I'm Nimona. I'm Nimona. I, yeah, dude, that shit was hitting me hard every yeah. time. Especially when I started like piecing together kind of what we were talking about. You yeah. Know? Because I kept being like, I don't know. What is she? Is she like mystical? Like <laughs> I was waiting for that reveal, but then I was like, oh, this is like all metaphor. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I was kind of with you because I was like, is it a metaphor for being gay? But like, she doesn't strike me as like, I don't know, a gay character. There's no like gay romance or anything like in, in terms of her, of course, there's yeah. gay romance with the night. Like what, that's one of the first things you oh, see. When I, I, was, time. <laughs> I was very yeah. happy to see that. I was like, oh, it's a gay movie. Like the second he reaches out and holds Boltar's hand. I was like, yeah. oh, 
But um, uh, yeah, so in, in terms of Nimona's story, I was like, okay, so with the, the changeling thing, maybe it, maybe it is about the trans experience. And I think that is yeah. kind of what it ultimately is about because that's where the author is coming from too. Yeah. Um, the trans experience and having, you know, multiple gender identities that you identify with. Because there is a moment where Nimona is using her powers to, like, transform into a little boy to get some passerby to do whatever she needs or whatever. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're a boy now? And she goes, I am today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Her attitude was the best. Yeah. Like, what a character. Like, in terms of character work, Chloe Grace Moritz just embodied that character and knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. I... How many times did you gasp in this movie? Oh my god, all the time. <laughs> so many gasps. Like too many times for me. Yeah. Did you call things in this movie? Like were you like, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. No. I was surprised by this movie at every turn. Like especially at like yeah. the big twist at the end, which I think we'll talk about that maybe later. The only thing I think I halfway got to, I was like Oh, yeah. It's definitely this cold director lady. That's definitely the bad guy. Okay, like, yeah. That worked for me. But then, like, everything else, I was like, I don't know what's happening. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, It's one of those movies that, like, you, you think you can telegraph the plot and you just can't. Like, when he met up with his uh, gold loins or whatever for, for nachos, oh, yeah. I was like, okay, they're going to reconcile and he's going to help them escape and stuff. And that is not at all what happened. He's like trying to convince her, no, pneumonia is bad for you. But the way he's talking, you, you, yeah, I, I like the way that they did the script there because the way that, uh, what's his name? Golden loins, golden loin, yeah, golden loin, the way that he's talking to Ballister, uh, it, you're, you're kind of at the same place as Ballister there. And you're thinking like, okay, he does realize now the director is cold and bad. Yeah. And he's not talking about the director. He's talking about Nimona. And you learn that together at the same time as the protagonist. So yeah. that was very enjoyable. I'm trying to look now. Okay. Because I was like, did the guy, did like Indy Stevenson like write the screenplay? And he did not. Okay. Oh, really? Well, the people that he let do it, they they rocked it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good take. I didn't even think about that. Like they guide you perfectly the whole movie. Yeah. Like they, you're like, they keep just enough back that you're like, I don't know. Yes. Because I'll tell you my biggest jaw drop, though. Okay. My biggest jaw drop was the fact that when she was hanging out with that little girl, that that's yeah. the person that, like, ruled the city to hate the monsters and shit. That was the big twist that really, like, I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> like, I didn't expect that. It was so fucking cool. So, like, Nimona's been around. Like, you you learn her kind of origin story, but you learn it through her kind of telling a lie to the main character. Because yeah. she, she doesn't want to tell him where she comes from because she truly is, like, I don't want to call her a monster because she's not. But she is a changeling. Like, she's, uh, she's a shapeshifter. Yeah, she's not of anything. She didn't come yeah. from a place. It's she's just, just kind of always there. existed, which yeah. is really cool. And I like, I, I love the setting that the, this movie takes place in, like the sci-fi medieval fantasy combination say, world. How do you feel about, <sighs> it's it, it's still knights and swords, but we got space cars and shit. <laughs> yeah, and hard light. Like it, it fucking did it for me. Like that is a very okay. cool concept. You don't see that very often. Yeah. I mean, mixing high fantasy and high sci-fi together is really a fun twist. Yeah. 
but yeah, so Nimona has just been around for like thousands of years, I guess. And they find that they have this like old scroll with her on it. And I was like, maybe she is bad. <laughs> like there was a piece yeah. of me that was like, oh no, like maybe we've been wrong about Nimona because up, up to the point. Yeah, what up if to this she's point been tricking the movie, him the whole time? Yeah, because yeah. we already kind of, like we said that we're, we're still on the same page as Ballister. So we don't really know anything. Yeah. We're like really in his shoes with him and being like, shit, now I don't know what's true and what's not because Nimona told me to question everything. And now I have to question her. Yeah. <sighs> it's a lot. It is a lot. Like we almost watched it again after yeah. we were done with it. Like we almost were I like, I would love to watch it again. I got to watch it again. And I was like, it is late. You have to go to bed now. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, when they find that old scroll and they see Nimona on there and you kind of learn she's been around for a very long time. Yeah. And then they kind of go into the, the real backstory of where she came from. I was sobbing during that real backstory because oh, yeah. she's just trying to be a little bit of everything. Like she goes, she's she's a bird and she scares the other bird and then she's a fish and she doesn't get along with the other fishes and then she's a deer and they don't like her as a deer and she just can't find a place to fit in until she finds a human friend. Yeah. And she mimics being a human and is like becoming best friends with this little girl. And at that point, I almost thought that they were going to fall in love. Like maybe it was going to be like the coming of age. I was wondering that too. Yeah. Like a little budding love story or something. And her parents were going to find out and be like, don't love this girl. But that's not at all what happened. It was a whole Frankenstein's monster situation instead well so she said like I came from a well or whatever and it showed her like meet her at the well and so I was like oh my god what if like she accidentally killed her at this well so I was going like way dark but is that really any more or less dark than people turning on one another you know what I mean right yeah I don't know it was um it was such a well crafted story that it just yeah like it kept you on your toes. It kept you guessing all the time. Yeah. So you said you got into it when she turned into the rhino. Yeah. Because at this point I'm like, like she's, you know, a punk little kid trying to break him out of prison and stuff. I was like, okay, cool. So she's just kind of, you know, this goofy little street urchin. Yeah. And then she fucking <laughs> turns into a rhino. And I was like, now this is a different movie. Yeah. And watching just the animation as it as it shifts her from creature to creature was fascinating i was gonna say even her facial expressions every time she's something like she is the most expressive thing yeah no matter what form she is in she has a really expressive face yeah the way just the way that they draw her her mouth is like so specific and her eyes like just the way yeah the way that she exists in the space is very enchanting to watch i was fully in love with this girl like later on yeah i I was like i would protect her at all costs yes i would die for riley you know what i mean like i was like i i will protect this little girl no matter what yeah it was uh so i've yeah i don't even know how to to (laughs) articulate how i feel about her like i just wanted to be i wanted to be there for her and i felt almost betrayed when they found that scroll with her on it like I was like, oh shit, like she she is bad. And just the, the development of like, her character line. Is it like she was bad and like over time has become good? Like I went like so many ways, like, what does that mean? You yeah. Know? Uh oh, can we talk about just like how good she is 
at being bad though <laughs> the way that she tricked the director into spilling her plot and then yes. pretending to die which also made me gasp because i was like if you <laughs> kill fucking golden loin i'm yeah. over this movie i really thought that they killed him and i did too I was uh, when he starts like overacting and dying, I was like, this is a little cartoonier than I thought it was going to be. But I never at, yeah. at one point never thought like, oh, that's Nimona. Me either. I was like, what is that? Well, <laughs> all right. If I'm going to be real, I was like, okay, I know he's like really gay. So he's got to like <laughs> really <laughs> <Okay>. sell this. <laughs> but yeah, like I never once was like, that's someone else. I was just like, okay, dramatic much guy. Let's go. Right. You could die now. But then the fact that it was all like part of the plan and he's just like, yep, gotcha, lady. Bink, and they like move on, you know? Yeah. Mm. What do you think about Ballister getting his arm chopped off at the beginning as well? The opening to this movie is so much. It is. It's it's fast and it's a lot. I yeah. uh, I think I just blinked and missed the moment when his arm was cut off because when they like showed him later in the prison, he has a prosthetic yeah. arm. I was like... Where'd his arm go? <laughs> oh, yeah, it happened real quick. But we have on our kitchen board now, uh, chopping off limbs is not a love language. <laughs> I loved that moment when he's in the car talking to the director and the director's like, are you okay? And he launches into that fucking, like, chopping oh. off arms is not a love language. <laughs> but yeah. it's all in his head. That I'm was fine. really a clever piece of storytelling. Yeah. Like, this is just a good... <sighs> it's an engaging movie. Yeah. And it's... It's it's that fast paced wit too. This movie yes. has fast paced wit. Like if it does. If if you're not listening to every word, you're missing like ten jokes. You know? Yep. It's so fast and I love a movie like that because it it does pull you along with it the whole time and you just can't help but like, well, what's happening now? Yeah. So a big question I think for this, is this movie a kid's movie? Yes. Okay. I agree. Because I think, I mean, of course, we know that children can handle anything that you throw at them. They're very yeah. resilient and they're very understanding. They're children. They're not going to yeah. fucking shit their pants and be like, whoa, but, uh, every time you see a gay kiss. I, I mean, it's a heavy movie. It is heavy. And it's more violent than I thought it was going to be. Like, there, there's a lot of scenes where there's people in peril and a lot of stabbing. <laughs> yeah. And the end is so emotionally overwhelming. But I was I was gonna say, are were you asking that question because of the um <clears throat> trigger warning for a word, but uh the suicide moment? Woof. Yeah, that's the, the moment that I'm thinking. Unaliving of. moment? Yeah. Yeah. That the, was we were losing our shit. Yeah, man. I was literally like sitting up in bed with my fists in my mouth. Like it was, this was <laughs> It was a lot. I mean, there was, they kind of alluded to it in the beginning too, because she's like, you know, the whole world wants yeah. to run a sword through my heart. And I don't know if it scares me more that that's a fact or that, 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 I want to, or that him. I would let it happen. Yeah. And it's so sad. You just want to comfort her and hug her and be there for her and support her. Oh, <laughs> uh, it hurts my heart to think about, she's an animated character and I'm like, yeah upset at all the things she went through because then taylor blinked and missed it but did you notice at the end of the movie before it goes to the credits they give you the whole like if you need to talk to somebody call this number like they did the whole oh i didn't see that either hotline thing yeah shit that's good like this movie <gasps> isn't 
This movie's not trying to hide what it's about. And it's no, not, not trying to hide heavy subject matter. It's saying, like, this is real. It's worth commenting on. And we're just telling it to you in a fantastical way. You yeah. Know? I did tell Taylor this, though, when we started. Uh, I was like, well, it's by Annapurna. So, like, you know it's yes. good. Did you know this was originally going to be a Disney movie? I did not know that. And then Disney was like, we're not going to do that because it's too of gay. Well, and you're gay. Develop- <laughs> right. <laughs> Development got halted for a while. And then Annapurna was like, hey, I want that. And so they, along with Netflix, produced it yeah. and made it happen. And I'm so happy they did because the world with Nimona in it is a lot better than the world without, I think. Oh, yeah. So Taylor was like, I thought they made games because Annapurna is the people that made Stray. Yes. Right? And I was like, no, yeah, they make some movies. So just a little quick list of some of the movies they make. Not because, like, these are the good ones. But these are the ones, like, you would know. The first one on the list is Zero Dark Thirty. That's, like, an Afghanistan movie or whatever. But Mm -hmm. it was up for Best Picture. Like, it was a big movie. Uh, Spring Breakers. They did Her, by the way. Oh, shit. Which, that's a movie. Yeah. American Hustle. Uh, Foxcatcher, which I still want to see. That's the one What's with Steve Carell, where he plays that boxing coach, and like nobody knew it was him because the oh, makeup is so good. Yeah. Plus, got Steve Carell in it, so of course it's great. And Mark Ruffalo. Uh, they did Joy with uh, what's her face, Jennifer Lawrence, like, th- and Sausage Party. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but really? like, they've done a lot of big movies. Like, yeah. Academy Award winning because Phantom Thread, which me and Taylor hated, hated that movie. That was Daniel Day Lewis. Never watch it. Is it? Like I'll tell you what bad? it's about later. No, it's just not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like they've done a lot of big movies, and I was like, okay, they're not quite a twenty-four level, but if you see Annapurna, you should be paying attention. Yeah, you know? Annapurna does good stuff. I mean. Yeah, especially in the games world, they ha- they have a lot of really good small games. Yeah, I did want to tell you this one because there's a movie that they have coming up that's coming out for Hulu. It's called Night Bitch. Okay. And I'm excited <laughs> for that. Just based on the title. Yep. I don't know what it is about, but I'm into it. <laughs> okay. But so, you know, it's got a good production company behind it, and you can feel it because. They definitely let this story be what it was. There's no, yeah. I don't feel any kind of censorship on it. No, like, yeah, here it is. They really just presented it as is, which is, it's nice to see that still happening in movies. Which, <laughs> if you can think there's censorship on this movie when you're watching that climactic ending, yeah, and you think that you know, that's not <sighs> oh, too much. <laughs> Fucking horrible. Like I was getting emotional like just the the symbolism alone so like she transforms into that big like shadow monster and she's fucking huge like i don't know about you but like when i see big stuff you know i have a fear of like fucking big stuff yeah and when she's like a rolling fog that's like coming up the city and then she turns her face up and you see her eyes i was like oh my stomach dropped out of my ass but um taylor goes doesn't she look familiar to you? And I was like, I mean, kind of. And she was like, she looks like Steven when he goes ballistic and oh. turns into a giant thing. Yeah, kind of. Okay. So she was like, is this like a known type of monster? So she was trying to find that out and we didn't find anything. But it may have taken some Steven Universe inspirations. Yeah. With I that right there. It. So yeah, the whole scene with her being the shadow monster. And 
I mean, she gets stabbed in the leg very early on in the in the movie, and yeah. the guy like pulls it out of her, and he's he's really upset, you know, at Boldheart. He's trying to care for her. It's the first moment where he kind of takes on the father role, where he's like, "Oh no, hurt child, I must help you." Yeah. So he like pulls the arrow out, and she reacts zero, like absolutely nothing. And he's like, "Doesn't it hurt?" She's like, "I mean, yeah. I've had worse," which is heartbreaking. Yeah. I hate it when people say that shit because I'm like, what have you been through? <laughs> so, I mean, she's been yeah, at the it. end. Yeah. Like, I mean, at the end of the movie, they're fucking F-16 bombing this monster. And she's like yeah. shrieking the screams that they did. I don't know what they, how they distorted those screams, but they were just like, yeah. I felt them in my soul. You know, like there was definitely a human scream element to it, but it was distorted and like magnified in such a way that felt animalistic and monsterish at the same time yeah horrifying yeah um, i'm just picturing the ending again like it's heavy dude yeah so like she goes up to the big statue of like the whole of her reason. childhood friend her childhood friend who like basically threatened to kill her if she ever saw her again and turned on her and uh i the fact that that statue is there in the city and she's just been kind of like living there with it the whole time yeah and everyone worships her old friend as a god and the reason that they're worshiping her as a god is because she vowed to destroy monsters such as nimona yeah <sighs> this movie does so much and <laughs> it really does <laughs> the whole thing too where like uh bold is supposed to be the first commoner ever to be um knighted okay see i was really into that shit yeah so that's another thing where like you can kind of relate that to the gay experience too like the first commoner ever to be knighted like what's he gonna want next you know more more stuff he, he's a commoner he shouldn't want these kind of things yeah and the the system like actively tries to push him down they sabotage his knighting ceremony so that he kills the queen and they're like maybe no commoner should ever be allowed to be knighted maybe no gay should ever be allowed to be married like yeah it's very much it has a way with metaphor where it's not beating you over the head with it, but it but is. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. Yeah. It is very pointedly like, Oh, this is about that. Which oh, yeah. it's nice. <laughs> yeah. So just at the end of the movie, like when she's fucking got her heart up against the sword, I was like, she's really about to kill herself. And that's how this movie's going to end. Like I, yeah. at this point I was, I was fully on the train of like, this is where we're going. And this is how it's going to happen. And this is actually a sad movie now. Like, this isn't going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you zoom into that little tiny man standing at the tip of the sword. And he's there, like, literally hand on her heart. Just yeah. being like, I see you. Fucking don't, don't you cry, kill Kelsey. me. <laughs> God. What a heart-wrenching movie. so good. Shit. I didn't expect to go into... <sighs> I did not expect to love this movie. I didn't expect this to be like one of my new favorites, you know? Yeah. I was like, this is going to be a fun pink cartoon. <laughs> and I turned it on at the end. I'm just like, <laughs> so that happens. And then the Mona's like, I'll save everyone now to prove that I'm not so bad. Yes. And then she <laughs> dies. <laughs> Fucking dies. <laughs> what did you think about that? Because Taylor I was, was losing it. I was upset he spaghetti. I didn't think that she was going to actually come back. So like, yeah, they, the fact that she did is great. Cause I was like, yes. you're going to tell me this like 
ageless monster is gonna die just because she rammed a wall like nah it's well she good. didn't ram a wall she like i know she got shot by that big thing took a cannon straight to the face <laughs> point blank but she can like, handle it she can handle it you know she's strong yeah god what was i gonna say oh yeah okay so when he go when he's like riding up to find Nimona after she like runs off to go beat the hero and destroy yeah. the cannon and save the city uh and the like the little pink glitter is falling from the sky yeah i was a mess i was like head yeah. between my knees about to throw <laughs> up like not good um i was talking about that I, shit though real quick too because she's that big monster and, when, and uh-huh. then when she goes to do that she like blossoms into this fucking phoenix yes and it's just yes. sailing across the the sky and shit it was so and she good. even said in the beginning of the movie too she was like and you and i are gonna rise like a phoenix from the ashes yeah and i literally when she transformed i was like like a phoenix from the ashes <laughs> <laughs> richard's sleeping in bed next to me and i'm going on this like emotional trauma journey oh my god uh, it was so much um but yeah when he's like holding his hand out and the pink glitter is just like falling out of the sky and it it like fades and dies before it even reaches his hand i was like I was like, that one's going to make it. I didn't know. make it. <laughs> I was like, surely he's going to catch a piece of pink glitter and it's going to have like little eyeballs or something. It's yeah, like have a one little, little piece mohawk. of her. It's going to be no. fine. She'll grow and be nurtured and become whole again. But no, she is obliterated. And I literally thought that she was going to be dead and that would be the end of it. Oh, yeah. And then what'd you think about this? Because I love that shit. It's very... Um like when we did uh, Promise Neverland shit, right? Uh-huh. The whole, like, there's this wall and there's nothing good beyond the yeah. wall shit. And there's literally just untapped world out there. We're keeping ourselves closed off in this tiny school of thought. Yeah. Because that's not a metaphor, you know? <laughs> and then we, like, become able to open our mind. And they got the whole commerce going in and out. And all that shit yeah. happens. And I was like. That was so cool. Because she was like, well, how do you know? Have you been out there? Like, what do you know? Yeah. Like, what's over the wall? Do you do you know what it is for yourself? Or are you just listening to what the Institute tells you? Yeah. Like, this movie is oh, so dude. good. <laughs> it's fucking good. <laughs> it's so well crafted. Like you said, it's not hitting you over the head. I mean, she doesn't ask that question 50 times throughout the movie. It's asked once. And you're supposed to just pick up on it the one time. I told you this point one time. And mm-hmm. then they moved on. We moved yeah. on. Every point is basically made one time. Yeah. And so I made my point. And then they move on. And it's not just like, you get it, you get it, you get it. Right. And it, and that's why it works so good. Because it's you, nuanced. Yeah, you you don't feel talked at watching yes. this movie. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like, you even said, you know, halfway through the movie, we're like, is this a gay thing? <laughs> like, the message is... Might have been there. more than halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically I mean, like during her backstory with her and her little friend. Okay, yeah. That's about when it started clicking. I was like, is she a trans person? Is that the whole point here? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that what the gist is? And Taylor's like, you're so not bi. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, this movie's been getting me a long time. Yeah. But like, yeah, like exactly that. I wasn't even aware what they were trying to tell me. See? Until it was like, <laughs> be- because I was going like, 
why are there so many people like RuPaul in this movie? Like, what's the, <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> you know? God. And then oh, it that's all awesome. makes sense. And then it all makes sense. You know? Yeah. See, straight people can watch gay movies and have a feeling too. Exactly. This is, this is one of my favorite, like, Netflix animated movies. I mean, hands down. Yeah. I think this is, uh. A stellar movie. I don't think anybody should be afraid to watch it unless you're just afraid oh, to get no. your feelings hurt. Like Even this movie then. takes you on. Yeah, I mean the end of it is still happy. I was so upset. Like so after she died and the town like starts to, you know, make these little murals and like we love Nimona and oh, yeah. flowers and stuff. I was like, God damn it. The good ones are always like celebrated after they die, not yep. while they're here. Taylor was a puddle of tears and she goes everyone finally fucking loves her and she can't yeah. feel the love God. taylor was done yeah I mean, this this movie wrecked her life yeah this movie cooked me like i was i was <laughs> over at the end <sighs> you know that really that's a weird place for it to happen but uh there's a man who sings that song there's a song there's a country song by um Casey Muskrat? No. People... Okay. The band Perry. There we go. Okay. Uh, the band Perry, they got that song, If I Die Young, right? Uh-huh. And I remember, like... Because, you know, I don't really listen to lyrics first thing. I was just like, yeah, that's a nice song. But there's a lyric in there. I would like to read you this lyric. Because one day, like, I really, like, took that lyric in. Uh-huh. And I think about it a lot. And it's that exact thing. She says, like... um, a penny for your thoughts. Oh, no. I'll sell them for a dollar. They're worth so much more after I'm a goner. Yeah. And it is nuts how much when you're here saying it, no one cares. And as yeah. soon as you die. Well, now it's the smartest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's how it goes. Like, you don't and know you what you have until all it's gone. It's everywhere. I, I feel like Michael Jackson was very popular but then all of a sudden he became something way grander yeah the day after you know look at it matthew perry all the time yeah like, matthew perry was a pretty like normal dude normal career he had like you know the big thing in friends and then a couple of movies and then he died yeah. and everyone's like matthew perry was my favorite actor <laughs> like and i was like was he <laughs> <laughs> uh it just it you gotta appreciate the people that you have while they're here and this movie I think yeah. pushes that message as well. Like talk to the people you love, keep them close, appreciate their ideas and their sentiments. Yeah. While you can. Exactly. It's man for like no marketing. Zero like, marketing. I just like kind of know about this movie. I yeah. had seen like one thing was like, that looks cool. And that's the yeah. extent of me wanting to watch it. It's not because I heard anything. I knew anything. Like you said, we didn't know anything. I saw, I think just this part where like her eyes got big and she gets like the shark mouth and she was like, yes, Kill someone. God. And I was like, <laughs> I want to watch that right now. The way That's her... how easy it is to sell me guys. Like just one cool moment. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch that. One cool moment. Yeah. I mean, just the way that she's animated in and of itself. If you, if, if you don't care about this story at all, first of all, who are you? Yeah. But if why are you, you here at Yimto? Why are you here? <laughs> but if you're like meh on this story, you should still watch this for the animation alone. Cause this oh, is, yeah. it's 
got something to it, you know, like it's a little bit of a mix of a lot of different things. I felt very, uh, like, I mean, Steven universe, obviously there's an influence there. I think, um, it, it has, it reminded me a little bit of arcane just with the way that, um, like the movement and the type of animation styles and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and in the same way, uh, kind of spider verse because of that as well. Yeah. Not nearly as like punchy as Spider-Verse, but still there's that um, sense of like she's almost animated differently as though she doesn't belong in the world, you know? Yeah. Oh, she looks a little bit more 3D than the other people. I wish I knew more about why she was pink. Like what what did that have to do? Because like she's pink no matter what. Anything she turns into, she has that pink hue, you know? I think it. I mean, mostly it's probably just for, like, indication. So, like, in, in the animation, you can tell, like, oh, that that bird is Nimona. Yeah. But also, so there's that scene where she's impersonating uh, Boldheart, and he has, like, a pink streak in his hair. Yeah. But when she goes okay. to impersonate Goldloin, there's no pink on him. Like, I wanted to rewind it and look oh, for the yeah. pink. Oh, yeah, he's, like, so legit. Yeah, he looked exactly like him. So I was, like that's hmm. that's another part of like i mean when he was dying and being all dramatic i was like maybe it is nimona but there's no pink on him anywhere so i was still sold that it was him well see now i'm curious about that too because i'm trying to look like apparently this one just says like well clearly she just hit it under the armor like there's gonna be <laughs> I, I pink guess. somewhere it's got a pink dick in there somebody just said it's under the armor seems like such a get out of jail free card with this <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay, this movie did one thing for me that I was like, come on, like, why that? I still found it fun, but I was like, the kids dance scene, we got to be like, can a shark dance? And I was like, (laughs) okay. Yeah, that was the one thing where I was like, well, it's a kid's movie. It's got to have a little dance scene. So you know it's a kid's movie. That's the definitive way to know. Yeah. Because there was the obligatory dancing. Yes. I was trying to look up something about the pink. I mean, I know that pink is uh, but it's one of the colors in the trans flag. But N.D. Stevenson explained how the color palette of Nimona uses pink. You ready? Okay. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, he discusses the genesis of Nimona's personal style. Growing up um, assigned female at birth, everyone is always like pink, 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 he explained. As a kid, I was like, I'm not like other girls. I hate pink. No pink for me. Then I was designing her and I wanted to reclaim pink in a way that I liked. So it was one of those stereotypical tropes that I just wanted to turn on their head and make it something completely new. He added that Nimona's transformation into pink animals served a narrative function so readers also wouldn't lose track on her in between the panels. Okay. So it's really a reclamation of that color for the author. That's very cool. So it's not really a Nimona thing. It's an Indy Stevenson thing. And that's okay. beautiful. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Look at this photo that I found. It's very cute. <laughs> okay. I, I got to send you this photo. Send it to me. Uh, you better let me copy this. <gasps> Dude, it's freaking Game Rant. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so, always Game Rant. Our favorite guess website. What? Guess what? I have Snag It. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Snag that thing. <laughs> I have ways around you, Game Rant. Fuck off, Game Rant. <laughs> check this Check this picture. This is like 
one of the cutest things I've ever seen about Nimona. I love that. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> Nimona's character design is amazing. Like the little chainmail undershirt and the little chainmail like pants that she wears underneath her skirt. Yeah. So cool. What was your favorite Nimona transformation? Oh, man. I know mine. <laughs> oh, it's hands down the whale. Oh, that was I so funny. I love the whale, dude. The whale is perfect. Like the way that she kept falling through the floors. Yeah. <laughs> and when they go, <laughs> they go in and they look up and they see like the whale shaped hole in the ceiling. Hilarious. But then later, one of the nights, like they, there's another hole in the ceiling where she's escaped as a cat or something. And yeah. he looks up and he goes, oh, small whale. <laughs> <laughs> then she straight so up good. eats some of the dudes and blows them out the blowhole. And yes. they're all like, what have I seen? And they freak out. Yeah, the whale for me, hands down. I'm surprised it wasn't the shark. The shark was really cute, though. Because yeah, I love shark. how she would do the little chompies. Yes. She's funny, dude. Like, I love her teeth. Like her teeth are just so pointy and cute. I think you're right. I think it's the fact of how hard Chloe Grace Moretz was in it. Like, yeah, I, I feel like I know who this person is. Yeah. You know, like I believe everything about her, you know? Yes. I would love to read the comic though. Same. Is it just like one self-contained graphic novel? Yes. I don't even think it's really that much. Probably not. Because I do believe I looked it up right after and I was like, where can I get this? While you're looking that up, more about the character design, I really loved um, the the differences between Golden Loin and uh, Boldheart. Okay. Like they were kind of an opposite attract thing because Golden Loin is so yeah. white and gold and Paladin is very like, uh, like godly almost, you know, yeah. very angelic. Whereas Boldheart, they really leaned into the darker aspects of his character. Like his sword is that like black and red crisscross thing. I was going to say the swords in this movie. I love so much. Oh, they're so good. I wondered too, if there was like some kind of expression of like racial differences because Boldheart is, is he the only character who's not white? I think the only white person is, um, well, I guess Nimona is probably white. She's but pink. <laughs> to me, it's the stupid, like, the jock knight dude and the director. Uh-huh. Those are the only white people in the movie. Everyone else okay. is either Asian. Because, like, Golden Loin is Asian. Okay. Hands down. I mean, he's voiced by an Asian guy. So, Eugene yeah. Yang. You know, then Boldheart is, you know, Indian. I don't think there's many white people in the movie. Because even, like, all the news announcers, there's... There's a because oh, yeah. RuPaul is a black dude. True. Okay. Like, there's not a lot of that, and the only ones that are are the bad ones. Well, which uh, <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> uh, but you can get the Nimona book. It's 272 pages, which is not horrible for a big but we're gonna graphic say dollars. <laughs> oh no. It's $19 for a hardback and 13 nice. for a paperback. So it's very, very cheap. Yeah. I would like to have this on my shelf. wonder if there's a Barnes & Noble where I have to go later because I'd like to get one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And, and I kind of want to know if there's really like a bigger difference. Like, Yeah. I would like to know what the story is in the graphic novel versus the movie. Yeah. 
I can't imagine it's vastly different, but like, I just want to know, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you this picture because just look at her, man. Look at her. She's so metal. So metal. I love her so much. (laughs) Her character design is just, yes, unparalleled. It's so good. She's so cute, too. Like, no. (laughs) Everybody in this movie has like big kitty cat eyes. Like yeah. Puss in Boots eyes, you know? Oh, yeah, they do. Big time. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, if you guys haven't seen it out there, I would imagine it's because you just haven't heard about it. Because there's not a lot about this movie out there. Yeah. I feel like it had its its audience and that was it. They didn't try yes. to be like, hey, this is the big new Netflix one, you know? I think that it should have been advertised more. Like, I, you know how something new comes out on Netflix and they show it to you on the home screen like every single time you log in for two months? Yeah. This didn't happen with this. And I wish it would have. Some Netflix stuff does come out to own physically. I would really? buy this one. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff that Netflix has that they've released. Like, they've put Stranger Things out on Blu-ray and stuff before. Mm. I would love to have something Nimona if that were to ever be a thing. So let's design the perfect steelbook for Nimona. Okay. I think the inside should be hmm. the scene at the end where she's like the monster against the sword. That's a scary, sad one, though. Yeah, but it's like the big bombastic scene. Or would you make that the back? No, because well, I guess spoiler. you wouldn't want it that. Yeah, because you got to go inside. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you can have a wide shot of that that shows the whole thing. That yeah. works. All right. Well, it's got to be a pink cover. Like, come on. Yeah. It's got to wrap around pink. I feel like you go, ooh, let's go a little minimal. Okay. What if the back, we just do like her headphones? Oh, that would be cute. That she's all about. What about one of their Polaroids? (gasps) That would be nice. That would be cute. Would that be on the front? That would be nice. I think that should be on the front. The one where like they took the picture together. Yeah. And it's him all like whatever <laughs> yes that would be a great front and it's and it's like a table with the polaroid like slapped down on it yes yes and the monopoly board is depth. there yeah. yeah yeah and then you wrap and and it's got like a pink hue right uh-huh but then you wrap it around to the back and i say you do her headphones and then his sword diagonal through them hell yeah so that like they're together yes Give us money. Give us money. We're giving you a free idea. (laughs) We got this. We got this. (laughs) Yeah. So there is no release out, but a lot of people are calling for this to be a Criterion collection release, which I I think it definitely should be a Criterion movie. You know what my favorite transformation was? I just remembered. Okay. The dragon. When she's like spewing Cocoa Puffs or whatever. Oh, from that ad that they watched? Yeah. Yes, because the knight is like, Squeezy, or whatever the dragon's name Quispy. is. Quispy. Looks up at him. Quispy, that was it. And hey, guess what? Quispy, voiced by Indy Stevenson. Oh, shit. Okay. Yep. That was his little <laughs> cameo. Nice. This is a solid movie. Yeah. This is this is a very good movie. Good message. I'm so glad it exists with the quality that it has. Yeah. You know? This is a and quality I'm it, movie. I'm glad that it's on Netflix because it is a streaming series that like a lot of most everyone yeah. has. You know, like it's a it's a oh, broad yeah. release for streaming. I can't wait on, like, to till, be like, next June 
to see if they put it in like you know because they always go like oh here's your like lgbtq plus collection for the month oh yeah and i want to know what they would do with this in there throw it front and center leave it towards the bottom like where is this going to stack up when they go like all right here's your collection of stuff because i think it should be up at the top here's your gay shit of the year i want to watch this movie right now (laughs) it was funny too like it was it's just fucking good but now I really want to do what you were talking about. And I, I want to like pinpoint, like, again, like when she changes into people, where does the pink come in? Like the pink strip thing. I want to, I want to really look over golden loin and see if I can find it. As a little boy, I don't think he's pink at all either. Is he? When she's like fucking floating toward that guy. (laughs) It was so funny. (laughs) I don't think so. Because she even like turned back into him later to scare him like one more time. And yeah. then, so Taylor missed that. I'll throw this in there too. Like they do spell it all out. He was, he was like really mean to him. Like, why did you change my sword? And he was like, I didn't, I was trying to. And I was like, he was trying to show you something. I even was like, why won't you look at what he's trying to show you right now at the beginning? <laughs> oh, and Taylor man. was like, what? And I was like, he was like, I have to, t-. he kept trying to show you his phone but I thought he was maybe asking for like an autograph or something. Oh, but like, yeah, he was I like, didn't catch hey, that. Hey, hey. And then like people kept talking. He's like, hey, I need to, I'm trying to tell you something. Like all he had to do was pay attention to him in the very beginning. And all this could have been avoided, but damn, we never would have loved Nimona. It's true. Sorry, but the queen had to die so that Nimona could fly. <laughs> that sucks. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that you loved it. As much as me. Yeah. I'm glad that... And I'm just glad this movie was as good as I was hoping it was going to be. Yes. Because I was excited for it. It exceeded any... Anything that I hoped for this movie. Far beyond my expectations. Like, beyond my wildest dreams. Yes. So, this is a Yimtope 10. Yes. When, so, when me and Kelsey give a review and it's the same, then it's the Yimtope score. This is a Yimtope 10. We've yep. agreed. This is a this is a great movie. You need to be watching it. Please check out Nimona on Netflix today. Why not do it on Christmas Day? Why not Christmas Day? And see how many uh, conservative family members you can make uncomfortable. Why not? <laughs> hey, right. yeah, I found a movie about a little pink girl. Let's watch that. Might be fun to watch as a family. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, that's Nimona. Check it out. Go check it out. You ready to go, go watch this thing again? Yup. Let's get out of here. Hey, Chompy Chomp. But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. Thank you guys so much for listening all year, all, all year, long. <laughs> We're very happy to have you as our listeners and our lovers and our bedfellows. Wow, this got intimate real quick. (laughs) For real. We hope you guys enjoyed this year of Yimtope. We will be back next year. Hope to see you guys along. We love having you guys along for the ride. We don't know what the show would be without you. We're glad you're here. We'll see you in 2024. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas!